0: Hi, I'm Dave, and welcome back to another episode of I'm Glad I Heard That. Today, I am very happy to have my father-in-law, Jerry, be a guest with us to share about his experiences and how he's grown in his faith and what service in this church means to him. And so I want to say thanks so much for stopping by. And we're over a thousand subscribers now, so if you could do us a favor and smash that subscribe button and then give us a thumbs up like, that'd be really helpful in the analytics and the YouTube.
1: Jerry, welcome. Thank you, Dave. Good to be here. So today,
0: for um, Jerry and I, we've had a long, long-term relationship. What's interesting is uh, Jerry was actually a volunteer in the student ministry for we, as a, a dad who would go on trips with his children, and him and I kind of became friends during that process, and then a few years after um, Kristen graduated uh, high school. By that, I mean... I don't know, a couple months. Um, uh, Chris and I actually started dating. And, um, and over the years, Jerry and I have had so many great experiences uh, serving together in ministry, working with high school students. Um, we've also had um, a lot of great family trips together. And uh, it's just really great to be able to have my dad here to be able to share his heart with you. So um, appreciate you let me marry your daughter. And, ho- and hopefully you like the four kids that we've given you guys. Yeah, that's an added benefit, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, um, over the years, um, one of my favorite things that I've gotten to do with you is a couple of times, Jerry and I, for uh, purposes of the church, have driven to Mexico together, just the two of us. So, we've driven across the country. in
1: a big, huge bus. <laughs> yep,
0: towing a trailer full of luggage. Uh, we've driven to Mexico, um, uh, Florida, just him and I a few times, and we've had a lot of great road trips over the years, and I know uh, we always enjoy those times, and so we've really got to know each other. We got to know each other Except for the time
1: I got the ticket. That wasn't yes. fun. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so... I was complaining about my driving too slow, so I picked up the pace a little bit to make time, and that didn't work out so well. So. And when he was,
0: And when he was upset at me for getting a <laughs> ticket, I'm like, it's not my fault. I'm not the weak person who gives in. <laughs> Yeah. And so uh, it, that didn't help. Um, and so, one of the things that um, I want to kind of take a, a start with because I think it's so significant for all of us in our, in our, our faith development and our learning how to follow Jesus is like uh, how we grew up and so forth. So, kind of, if you could explain to everyone your birth order, how many siblings you are, and a little bit about your childhood and yeah. your young adult years.
1: Yeah, so uh, my parents uh, they had seven kids. There was uh, I had uh, four boys and three girls, and I'm the youngest of the boys. And I have one younger sister. Um, the uh, my parents both passed passed away when I was young. I was 16 when my dad passed away, and three years, almost to the day, my mom died. So I was 19 when she passed away, um, and then I've lost three brothers and one of my sisters so far. So. Yeah, longevity is not in our cards for whatever reason. There's been a variety of reasons why everyone's passed away, but that's just, uh, you know, the way it works. So, Uh, but yeah, just, uh, you know, grew up right here in Madison Heights, had a pretty normal childhood, riding bikes and doing silly things as a kid. And, you know, just having a a great time Uh, from from my teenage years. What was really cool is my dad and one of my older brothers uh, bought a boat. It was a project vessel. It was a 42-foot Chris Craft. And uh, we wound up you know, spending a good portion of two years getting the boat ready for the water. And that was a lot of fun because it was a full family project. And mm-hmm. we had a lot of really good times there. So, yeah, it was great. And um, how old mm-hmm.
0: were you when you and Kathy, my mother-in-law, got married?
1: Oh, uh, I was 20. She was 19. 19 years old. And yeah. how did you two meet? Oh, man. So we were, there was a school function uh, that we participated. We were both in co-op at the time and we volunteered to do the school function and i met her there did not knowing that she went to my school okay so i was like wow who is this person she is like beautiful you know and uh little did i know she was a co-student in the same school we had a pretty big class at the time but uh, immediately hit it off with her Uh, we came became very very good friends over the course of the next six months and eventually started dating and we wound up working together at Marie's auto parts store here in madison heights and it was just a a great way to uh, develop a friendship into a, a, a relationship and then into a marriage. It was really cool. Okay, so you guys both got married young, yep. right? And uh, you kind of
0: started off from there, and then um, so Murray's Auto Parts is kind of where you started your uh, your 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 work experience. I know you had other jobs, you know, typical yeah. jobs before that, um, but then you got to start at General Motors during your senior year, correct?
1: Yeah, I. I... Full disclosure here, I was 18 years old, but I wasn't graduated from high school yet. So I uh, got uh, my job at GM working afternoons in March, and I graduated that following June. So it was a few months there where I had to uh, juggle some things around, but made it work. It was great. It was a a blessing in disguise because it provided, uh, first of all, you know, great earnings for me but also health care benefits for not only myself but for my mom and my brothers and sisters that were living with us at the time so it was
0: because you were able to put all of them on your health insurance yeah they were all added on as riders and yeah
1: it was uh, a real blessing to us so yeah it was uh, a real cool uh, real cool turn of events yeah Mm -hmm. and so uh, what was your what plant did you start at in gm detroit gear and axle it was a chevrolet plant downtown I was a kid from the suburbs and I had no idea what inner city life was like. (laughs) I was thrown into this crazy culture of like 12,000 employees. It was a city within the city. Oh my God. And it was just nuts. It was like, I had no idea, you know? So fortunately my brother-in-law who was uh, chief of security down there, lieutenant, and uh, helped me navigate through the whole, you know, how you do things in the inner city, you know? And not cause any problems. Just you know, keep your head down and work hard, and you'll be fine. And that's exactly what happened. So it
0: was a wasn't it blessing. like? Didn't they bring in cash trucks on oh. payday to pay you guys? Like you bring
1: your check yeah. to a cash truck? So yeah, on Thursday nights I worked the afternoon. So on Thursday nights, everyone got their checks, and the Brinks trucks would literally roll up on Holbrook there, and everyone would run out at lunchtime and cash their checks. And get a fistful of money, and then you know, next thing you know, at break time, all the cards were out and the money was <laughs> on the table. It was crazy. Yeah, for
0: an 18-year-old, what
1: a uh, I what like, a culture shock! Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's yeah. um that's great. And so then from GM, so you started on the assembly line. Yeah. Now he, mm-hmm. you have my father. <clears> you just retired after how many years at GM? 45 years. 45 years um, at that company. So um, in that. You had so many different jobs over oh, yeah. the years, right? You've you've moved up and you've moved around quite a bit, and um, so you and mom at that time you're married. How long were you married till Christian was born? How many years did you guys? Uh, have?
1: Five years. So we were married in '79. Christian was born in '84, and mm-hmm. uh, it was great. We that five years you know allowed us to grow as a couple. Kathy's my equilibrium. So. She is, um, I would say, the person that I would lean on the most for wisdom and knowledge when I'm, you know, making a decision or for just general conversation. She's the one yep. who knows me more, you know, better than I know myself sometimes. She can kind of see where my yeah. mind works. Yeah. And, that uh, intuition, you know, as you say. Yeah, right? exactly. Yep. Yeah. She has intuition that is like off the charts and I have like zero. So. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a marriage made in heaven, literally. So, yeah, but Kristen came along in 84, and uh, by that time, Kathy's parents, I developed a really good relationship with her parents. Her mom was awesome, and her dad was a second father to me, and um, they were attending Faith Lutheran Church here at the time. We were dating and getting married and stuff like that, and then they were always inviting us to come here. So in uh, about 82-ish, we decided we're going to become members here. Oh, okay. So I went through the new member class. Kathy was already a Lutheran before that, so she just transferred her membership here, and it was great. It was, I just my my learning cycle was just off the charts at that time. It was really cool. It was a good good period of time. And so, Chris is born,
0: <laughs> and one of the things I, uh, Kristen's
1: telling me that is, you and her were baptized on the same day together. Yeah. So I I I grew up, kind of knowing a little bit about God, but not knowing a lot about what Christianity was all about or anything like that. So. Um, over the years where I you know, was working at GM, I had transferred to a plant out in Romulus at the time and um, I was working with a guy who would always at lunchtime read his Bible. And everyone was like eating lunch and stuff like that and here's this guy sitting there reading his Bible. So my interpretation of the Bible at that time was it was like a novel you read it once and put it on the shelf. Okay. I had no concept at all about what the hell was about. So... Just out of curiosity, I was asking him like, why do you read your Bible every day? Don't you get tired of reading it? And it was like, man, the floodgates opened up. This guy was just like a wealth of knowledge, you know? So um, it was a really good period of time in my life because I was asking questions that he could answer and okay. help me navigate through the process. I um, wanted to buy my own Bible and read it for myself. And uh, that was what you know, when I came here and heard the messages that I heard from the pulpit, lined up perfectly with what I was reading. It was like, wow, it just cemented in my mind who Jesus was and and what that relationship was all about. It was a really good period of time for me personally.
0: And so this guy's kind of talking with you, you know, and I love the fact that, and I think this is part of the reason your career did so well. You were always curious, right? Like, oh, well, why that? And, you know, and just really wanted to understand. And so how many months did you guys do this for? Do you feel
1: like, if you could, I know it's hard to, that's a long time ago, but was it more than a couple of weeks? Oh yeah, I worked I worked in that plant for five years and I, oh. I worked with this person individually probably better part of a year, year and a half. So it was during that period of time where I was in that department. Yeah. And his
0: background, I think he, <clears throat> when we were, when I first heard this story is it, um, he was a Christian, former Jewish person. He was right?
1: Jewish? Jewish, yep. yeah, yep. not formerly Jewish. Jewish, Jewish. Yep. Who became a Christian. And you know knew fully about what that meant, the significance. Yeah, so his of that. Old Testament, oh right, yeah. knowledge of how
0: the Old Testament actually points to Jesus had to mm-hmm. just be off the charts. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That, that is so, so great. Yeah, it was really cool. All right, so both, so you're kind of, I'd say you're being discipled <clears throat> by this guy yeah. at GM in the cafeteria on your lunch hour, <laughs> right? And then you know you have these the children, you're getting baptized, you're getting a little bit more connected here. And so, kind of, what was the next uh, revolution of your faith going around and growing? What would be kind of the next thing that was happening that was significant?
1: Um, along the years of you know studying the word and stuff like that, reading through the Bible and, and different things like that, um, and attending church regularly and getting to know more and more about you know who Jesus was, um, you know. Then a few years later, we had Matthew, and you know that our family started to you know gel really well, and we were like in this really good place but there was something in the back of my mind that said, you know, we attend church on a regular basis and I see all these things happening and I see a lot of people involved every weekend. I want to be kind of a part of that. And okay. I, but I, but I was struggling because I didn't know how to plug into that process. I just mm-hmm. saw all these things happening on the weekends and all these people, you know, doing things. I just didn't know a lot about it. So, um, I became curious about that in terms of how to serve and so forth. Um, there was a, uh, I prayed a, quite a bit about it and asking God to open up an avenue for that. And then lo and behold, I was, um, I, I noticed that there was a, uh, a class that was being taught on spiritual gifts. If you're interested in serving, this might be a place for you to start. I was like, perfect, boom. Um, I did the spiritual gifts assessment and uh, that worked out really well. I kind of got a framework of like where I'm gifted at and uh, uh, what I liked about the class also was they talked about not only your spiritual gifts but what are you passionate about? Yeah, and kind of how to marry those two together, and it worked out really well for me. Um, so I initially started serving in the men's ministry because one of my spiritual gifts is the gift of administration, and they happened at that time happened to have a need for an administrator so i i got into that uh that ministry and started working in that um which was great for the you know the period of time that i was learning how to serve in the church yeah the problem was it felt too much like work and not oh. like service so i'm at, i'm doing this job of administration during the day at gm and then at night a couple of times a, a month i'm here doing almost the exact same thing i'm like this doesn't really feel like service to me okay it wasn't at least my perception yeah no no I- um, so, um, I at the time I was in grad school anyway, so I had to kind of unplug from the, the service part of it just to take some time out and reevaluate where I was. And during that window of time, uh, when we moved into the new worship center, a need arose for technicians in the in the in the sound booth in the tech booth. I'm like, yeah, I can run PowerPoint. That's easy, you know? So, boom, I was I was serving in the tech booth. Uh, next thing I knew, they ne- they needed technicians for lighting and stuff like that. And I was like a kid in a candy store. It was like, <laughs> great. I was having a great time. And then during that window of time, <clears throat> um, the music director um, had a need for a musician. And I'm like, I play music. I started playing music when I was in elementary school, and I've never stopped. So if you need somebody, I can, you know. And boom, I was on the stage. Next thing I knew. So the long story short was God opened up avenues for me just because I had a heart to serve. Um, that were in my areas of passion, that being music and arts and so forth, um, but also allowed me to, to figure out where I fit in. And in the midst of all that period of time that I just covered, you came along um, into our lives with you know, this really cool ministry that the students were involved in. And I saw Kristen and Matthew just super excited about you know, yeah. doing things on Wednesday nights and on Sunday mornings. So I'm like, heck, I can I can help out in that group. And also, um, next thing I know is you know doing things with students and stuff. It was really cool. Um, I wound up you know leading a confirmation group for the middle schoolers a couple of times. Did Matthew's confirmation, a few more after that. Corey was in our confirmation. It was (laughs) a, a great time. Um, so, you know, just the, the willingness to serve allowed God to work in my life and in my heart to open up doors where He, he could use me in ways that I never thought possible. It was really cool. So, so was yeah, and I,
0: because um, I remember one of the things that was great is once you uh, start getting involved in the student ministry, and, you know, because you're, um, you're a level eight at GM, which means, you know, there, there's vehicles that you guys are always testing. So you always have this assigned vehicle to you, but He could swap them out and he could get a van, a 15 passenger van that GM owned and use it on our youth (laughs) trips. And he also had six weeks of vacation every year because you've been there for so long that it's like, oh, I'll give you four days of my vacation, five days of my vacation. I'll drive a trip, a van full of Mm -hmm. kids and, uh, and so forth. And so it's like, I got someone who's willing to take their vacation time. Bring in a van on a full tank of gas that GM provided, right? And, and then from there, it's like, oh, why wouldn't I ask this guy? Even if I didn't yeah. like you, I would have still been <laughs> asking him because it's like that's just like $1,000 right there that you yeah. saved us. And that was always super cool. And one of the things that I um, always remember like on the trips is just, um, you would, one of the things is that, you know, you're a detailed guy, you like an agenda, you like a schedule. I about kill him his first long-term trip with me, because True. I, I was younger at the time, so I didn't have a lot of that nailed down. And I'm like, hey, Jerry, it's all just part of the experience. Relax. And you didn't choke me when I said that to you, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And um, But through that, you really did embrace being with the students. And
1: um, I, I've always thought you, you loved talking to the kids. Loved it. Yeah, you were good for me at that time because I was so regimented. I'm an extreme type A person anyway. Mm-hmm. And when I asked you for what's the agenda, what's the daily schedule, what's the routine, what, and you're like, we'll just figure it out. And I'm like hyperventilating. Uh, so it was really good for me to kind of step into that world to say, okay, we just got to wing it. You know, this kids will be safe. There's no issues here. We're just going to figure it out. And it was, it was a really good period for me. And that, the essential part of that, too, is... Um, you know, the, the support that Kathy provided, even though I was taking time away from my vacation schedule without her and yes. spending time with you in the in the church, she was there taking care of the things in the house and running the, the stuff, you know, so it was really great. It was a good partnership and uh, it allowed me to to serve in the area of student ministries, which is great. It was just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and it, um yeah. and one of the things that as I, I, I hear about all of this is that because you took some initial steps to get connected more opportunities opened up and I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised being someone who's been as involved as you are that there's been things where you've gotten asked and you've just had to say no because how do you make that decision when to say yes and when to say no? Yeah that's
1: a key you know for for any person that runs the ministry here in faith is to be able to say hey I want to have a ministry that people are willing to serve in but free to leave if they don't in well. You know? 100%. Yeah. And that's what I really like about the ministries here is you can you can plug and play. It's like, hey, I want to do that specific trip. Cool. That doesn't mean I'm going to see every Wednesday night, but I can definitely help on that trip. That kind of stuff. Or I can do a special event or I can do this or that. It's great. Uh, if you have a heart or a desire to serve, there are tons of places where you can do that. Just put your toe in the water, see how the, the pond feels. And heck, jump in the lake if you want to. But yeah. if you don't want to and try someplace else, that's great too. But you know, if you have a willingness to serve, there's endless possibilities.
0: Well, and kind of our whole dating relationship and the um you know, and in, in our marriage, I one of the things I, I learned is you just you had to travel for work. Right? You're you know, you what you retired over were responsible for all of North American powertrain plants. Yeah, we had, I had 30 sites. 30 sites between Mexico, Canada, and the yeah. United States. Yeah. And you had to get to all of those at least once a year. Right. So <laughs> you start doing that math, and that Monday through Friday fills up pretty quick. And like, so when you were asked to, like, you, you'll consider doing a small group for confirmation, right, which is a year long commitment at that time to be a group <clears throat> leader for eighth graders, said, I can't do during the week. Saturday morning only. And, um, and that was super helpful for us because, again, mm-hmm. we would never think about a Saturday morning. But, oh, my gosh, that worked for a bunch of other people, too? Right. Because they yeah. had similar lives to you or similar things like that. Yeah. And I think that's one of those key elements about service that people have to understand is there are people like you who have your schedules and rhythms. So if you're available during that time, there'll be other people. Right. And, and us as a ministry leader doesn't always know that or, or so forth. And so, I mean, that was a very successful thing to have a Saturday morning, you know, confirmation group. And, and you did that. Also, I'm amazed because the level of responsibility, first of all, I've always seen us as your kids and your your family are the number one priority. So like everything's after that. Your work has always been, you know, we are number one to you. And it's like, but you were able to say okay i'm going to handle number 1 number 2 and then i will still carve out 2 hours on a saturday for about 25 or 30 saturdays during a school year to help these guys formalize and verbalize what they believe about jesus it's like and so that's a heavy lift that's a that's a big ass but you still made it a priority and they, but what you're saying about the fact that like your know, mom's supporting it it's like so you can do those things it didn't come at the cost no. Because you know, if she you would know. have said no, that would have been the answer, right? If she's like, hey, that's going to be too much for us as a family.
1: But, yeah. okay, no, I'm not doing yeah, it. The, the opportunity cost of, of serving is what can't you do during those windows of time. So the reason why Saturday mornings work so well for us is because, A, I was available on Saturday mornings. I wasn't working. And, B, Kathy at the time was working Saturdays. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So Saturday mornings, open up the house, have a bunch of kids over for confirmation class, and call it good. So it worked out really well, and that's you know goes back to the you know willingness to serve part. If you if you if you have a heart to serve, God will open up an avenue for that to happen. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah. All right. So currently, what are you serving? What areas are you serving in at Faith? Well, I've been in the music ministry uh, since the early '90s, so that's been my my staple. And you play um, the bass, right? Love love holding down the low end. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> I was
0: so I was so hoping he would say hold on the low end because that's his bit,
1: you know it never gets old. Yeah, so hold so, on the low end. Uh, that and um, uh, I also serve as an elder. Uh, when Joe became our senior pastor, he asked me to be an elder, and that was an easy yes. Uh, and then since then I've uh, joined the, the council here and uh, most recently, uh, in the last voters meeting, I was elected the uh, the council president. so it has been a huge huge honor and blessing. Kind of came full circle because of my gift of administration. kind of fits well with that world yeah. in a way that I still feel like I'm serving the church and the body as a whole. So it, it's just a, a really cool uh, opportunity for me. Yeah, okay. time. Well, that's great. And um, so one of the things
0: that and now I'm going to curveball you because okay. I did have to send him... M- what we were going to talk about in advance, because he wasn't going to come in blind. But I have him here now, so I'm going to get him. Being the type
1: A that I am. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right, well, this so this is the part where I got to wing it. <laughs> yes, exactly. He has no idea about what's about to hit him. Okay, so because of all of our years of, of getting to know each other, one of the things you talked about was how your mom, how Kathy um, mom she. She worked Saturday. So she had a couple different jobs, right? One of them was a bank teller. And then before that, she was working at a catering um, at San Marino, right? For a short time, yeah, she, she serving? was in San so, Marino. So yeah. you guys kind of had this rhythm and, and you, really, you really did it well that, you know, you're working days and mom was working evenings, right? And so you come home and you got Matthew and Kristen, okay? And the stories I've heard from them about the things that you used to do with them, Um, And so just what were some of the things you would
1: do to spend time with your kids? Because I was amazed at how how cheaply you did all of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Lakeside Mall at the time was the the indoor mall that everyone liked to hang out at, for example. We would go there on Friday nights when Kathy was working and just hang out in the carpeted step pit that they had there. We called it the pit. And I'd just sit there for 45 minutes, an hour, and have a coffee, and Kristen and Matthew would run around in the stairways awesome or we will go to Myers. they had uh at the time they had a cafeteria area there they call the, the purple cow the purple cow the purple cow we go there and have a treat you know just all kind or we go visit my sister or and just you know just whatever um so yeah there's a lot of uh a lot of creativity put into that where it's like okay we can't do anything really crazy like go out to a nice restaurant or whatever but right. we can have fun you know so, uh, yeah, either that or, you know, at the time they had video stores. It was like, okay, we're going to go pick a movie, anything you want, you know. So, you know, yeah. game on, you know, that kind of thing. So, it was a lot
0: of fun. And at one point, um, especially, I know, it, just because of your mind, Chris's conversation, her friends started to get engaged with this, right? They're coming over. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Saturday, Saturday nights,
1: with, uh, our friend Eric Murphy across the street and we were living uh, in, in um, house we would saturday night would be disco night so on saturday nights the local radio station would play disco music (laughs) and uh (laughs) oh my gosh it was so much fun um we would you know do things like make chocolate chip cookies while we're listening to disco music and just like just you know it was just having silly fun but it was yeah it was a lot of it was really cool yeah
0: and um and, and it's so funny because as a parent you know for me to hear all of that right? And then now, like, if Kristen's gone, and I and I get the girls alone, it's like, that's the kind of stuff I'm thinking about doing now. It's like, it doesn't, we don't spend money, we don't need to go, like, do this fancy meal or whatever, Right. but we're just going to go and have fun, and so forth, and one of the things that, like, and every dad does take joy in this, when you get to start to do things that embarrass your children, not at their expense, right? But uh, one of the things that Jerry used to do is he'd be with their friends, and he'd be like, hey, what day is it? And they'd be like, oh, it's Thursday. And he goes, oh, it's walk like Thursday. And you'd have like some weird walk. I you do that do. with the
1: girls now. <laughs> and yeah. when you
0: make them wince, they're like, I can't even answer what day of the week it is. That's so much fun. Yeah. And, and for you to be able to, to play and to interact with your kids that way was so great. Now, as they get older and so forth, and you guys have to start to figure out things about life, right, like real things and so forth. Like, how did you like to have those conversations with your kids about like, you know, how you kind of figure out what do you want to do next in life and, you know, different things like that. What would that look like for you?
1: Um, you know, my, my advice to Kristen and Matthew when they were trying to pick their career paths was n- number one, pick a career path that's going to pay you a wage. You know, you don't want to, getting a degree in philosophy is cool, But I don't see a lot of philosophers out there, you know, making a living. So, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, So that was, you know, and then aside from that, just, you know, pick a career you're going to enjoy, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Kristen, from a very early age, we kind of knew that she had a heart for teaching. Yes. And that was always her thing. So, you know, it was a a pretty easy transition for her to go into, you know, at Oakland University to get a degree in teaching. Um, Matthew always had a, a passion for music. And uh, he had a, a pretty good mind for business, so he uh, he chose a music business career, mm-hmm. uh, went to Full Sail and got a degree there. And now he's a recruiter. He's doing great. Yeah. So um, yeah, so it was it was pretty easy for us in that regard. We didn't have a lot of struggle in that regard because Kristen and Matthew both have really good heads on their shoulders and had you know a really good sense of what they wanted to do. So it mm-hmm. was it was pretty easy for us.
0: And now that we're you have adult children, me, Kristen, Matthew, um, and you know what do you like to do with us what are the things that you guys enjoy spending time with us
1: of course our vacations are legendary you know doing our destined trips every year is something i look forward to and then disney whenever we can fit that in is always a lot of fun
0: and here's a hack just so you know and you might not be able to do this and that's okay but the reason we always say yes to jerry and kathy yes we like spending time with them but they pay and so it's really hard as a young family to say no. I'm not going to go on this vacation, you know. Because <laughs> okay, so as a parent, if you want to spend time with your adult children, you know, that's always easy. Makes right. it easy
1: for them to say yeah,
0: right. Like well, do you want to meet yeah. us at this condo in Florida or not? Yeah, yeah,
1: we're <laughs> going to be there. So right, like yeah. yeah um, but then we also, you know, we adopted this thing we call Blue Bloods dinners, you yeah. know, and that's that's always a lot of fun to get together and just hang out and have have a meal together. Um, You know, we crash your pool now Mm -hmm. in the summer times. It's always fun. Uh, You know, the girls come out and splash around with us. So, you know, it's just, uh, I like the random, you know, get togethers, you know, whenever we can do that. And always, you know, the scheduled ones are cool too, like vacations and stuff, so. And as grandparents, I mean, I I have
0: such wonderful grandparents, but one of the things that, uh, Jerry's always mm-hmm. doing is almost every Saturday, he brings donuts over for our granddaughters. And you're like texting them like, what kind of donuts do you want today? You know, we have two different bakeries, either Tim Hortons or the, you know, Zaretti's or whatever yeah. bakery it is and so forth. And, and sometimes you're there for 20 minutes because you got stuff to do. Other times you're there for an hour, hour and a half, take yeah. the girls out on an adventure and so forth. And I know for us that the only question on Friday nights that our daughters ask is, is grandpa coming over tomorrow. Yes or no? But they, that's how much built in it is. And if it's no, they, they're not upset. But like, what's well, grandpa coming tomorrow? And it's like, yeah. that's been such a cool thing to be able to, uh, for us to have and so forth. And so, and like Kristen, and I know when you're over, it's like, well, we get to check out because grandpa's here. We're going to go, you know, go talk in the garage so we can actually finish a, you know, a sentence. You know, it's so wonderful. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right, to kind of put a bow on this today and, and wrap it up picture you got a a room full of people who are interested kind of like you they come on the weekends they see these things going on they see things in the bulletins they see our social media our different newsletters things like that and it's like okay well there's activity here i would like to know how to maybe get a little more connected that way and so what would you say to someone like that
1: um it's really easy uh it's easier than you think to uh serve there, there are a lot of different ways you can plug in, but I would initially start by making a contact with somebody at church and saying, hey, I'm interested in serving, I, I have a desire to do that. I don't know where I can fit in, but I know I'm good at whatever it is, you know, mm. pick pick what it is. Um, and and there'll be a lot of people who can help you dial that in and, and refine it to where you're gonna be in a place that you know that you belong. And um, it may be a couple of tries, You might. Try ministry here and there that may or may not work for you. You, you know, like that's what happened to me. And uh, but eventually, the the cool thing about serving here in the church is it's so rewarding to me personally. And everyone that I serve with has that same attitude. It's like it kind of fills your vessel, if you will. Your 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 cup gets full when you serve more than you're even helping the people that you're with. So it's really super rewarding to do that. But I would say just. Give you know, give it a try. You know, give 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 your your you know your, your turn into it and see where that takes you. You know, right. and, and one of the things we do want to
0: help you navigate this because we know that when people serve, it's one of the ingredients of how your faith grows. Um, on our um, on our app, in the signups tab, there's a, a box you can check that says, "I'm interested in serving." You fill that out, and Eric Farrell is going to reach out to you. It doesn't sign you up for anything. What it signs you up for is a conversation to you know, kind of hear a little bit more yeah. and clarify. And, and the same thing is our biggest desire is to give someone an opportunity to serve in a passion area. We really don't ever want to approach it in a way that this task needs to get done. You know, and um, you know, one of the things that faith that we've really been trying to get better about is if you liked kids and you liked music or you're a musician, we had a very easy defined path for you to get involved. That's right. that's all that been some of our strong suits, right? Family ministry yeah. and worship ministry. That's been a, a long-term thing. Right. But we wanna give people an opportunity to serve in other areas outside of that. And so like we, um, just a couple of things that I know that are kind of outside of that, like if you don't wanna lead a small group, if you don't wanna be in the children's ministry, if you don't wanna be in the worship ministry, you know, we have things now, like we're putting together an events team. People who like to set up rooms to serve food, to help with it, those different things on sometimes. Uh, we have a grounds crew here for people who are available during the day to help hum, come in, cut grass, trim bushes, do things like that. Um, we have different ways for you to serve, but also in that, to, for you to meet other people while you're serving, right? So that yeah, maybe it can be a friendship really, development. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, I've developed some great friendships over the years from that that arena. So it's, it's really cool.
0: Yeah. All right. And so ultimately I want to kind of end by saying, first of all, thank you so much for uh, giving us this time today. You're welcome. Great. Thank you for your years of, um, of service around here and not giving up when something wasn't a fit. Like you said, like you were doing that administrative task and it wasn't like, so you didn't just quit, you, you found something else. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And finally uh, for me personally, for uh, being one of the key men in my life, who has helped me learn what it means to be a follower of Jesus, and for the fact that um, you know it's a it's a weird thing when you get into the in law world. I'll say this about Jerry and Kathy. I'm one of their kids, and for me to have that privilege of being in their family and being a part of it, yeah. and to never feel like an outlaw, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, that. That's been the most wonderful thing for me and, and and I really love you and mom and so thank you. Well you're low maintenance, so it works out. <laughs> <up. laughs> Except when I'm not. <laughs>